Hello, welcome to another YAS Assembly program with your host, Pastor Larry Scher. Today on this broadcast, Larry will introduce his new book that will offer hope in a distressed world. A little bit about my book now, uh, The End of the New World Order. It took me three years to write and compile the information in this book. It's a free download on my website, yazassembly.org, and it answers many of life's most important questions. Can you answer the questions that I'm going to read to you now? If you can't, I think you need to realize these are life and death questions. So many people are apathetic. So many people are indifferent. So many people are self-indulgent and preoccupied. But this book will give you some real hope, some real confidence for the future. So let's begin here. When did the New World Order really begin? I'll give you a small clue. It began before even the creation of man. So it's an important question to know uh, when it really began. And why does a loving creator allow so much suffering? People often ask why. Why did, why did little Johnny die? Why did my mate die? Why did uh, the automobile accident happen? Well, there's a purpose for all these things, and it's all in his hands. And it goes back to trusting and believing and knowing that he always knows what is best. Why was mankind created? Is he a finished creation? Do you know? Do you know, really know what the reward of the say when you go to mainstream, uh, I guess I'll just say mainstream churches. They believe when you die, you go to heaven. Is that true? Is that their reward? Or is there something else that scripture teaches us that we need to know what our part will be after we leave this physical life? Why does the new world order have to end, or why does it have to fail? I explain all that in the book. I talk about the his history, uh, why empires rise and fall. It's always for the same reason. It has a lot to do with human nature and the converted mind. So this, the, the book will give you real hope real belief and strengthen your, your, your belief for the future. So why can't mankind govern itself without empires always be, being destined to rise and to fall? There's about 25 that I have listed in a lesson on my website. Uh, that's a lot. The old saying is, if you keep doing the same thing and expect a different result, that's insanity. And I don't have to convince any of you that are listening to my voice that the world right now is pretty insane. And they just keep doing the same thing, making the same mistakes uh, with all the technology that we have. And you look at the amazing technology that we have, all of the electronics and, and space travel and, uh, you know, airplanes and cars and, uh, cell phones and computers and so on and so forth. So why is there still, in spite of all of these advances in technology and progress, why is there still so much poverty and disease and war? 
there must be a reason. I give that reason. And so we have not made progress, real progress. I always say that progress is, is a misnomer. It's a word that we're, we're actually going backwards in civilization in spite of all these things. Things aren't getting better. They're getting worse. Will there be a supernatural intervention to deliver mankind from himself, from planet Earth, from self-destruction? Well, Scripture answers that too, and so does my book. So you have uh, real comfort and real, uh, let's say, uh, hope uh, in what my book tells you. It's all scripturally based. Uh, it's, it will tell you what scripture says about all of these questions. As I have listened over the years, just like the rest of you, uh, there, there's a lot of very good websites out there. Uh, they're more of the alternative websites, not the mainstream media. But th- th- there's a lot of credible people out there. And pretty accurately, they can tell us, what are the problems? What are the challenges? But few people can tell us why these problems exist and how to solve them. Do you want to know how to solve them? I'll encourage you again. Please read my book. Please pray for the success of this book. So the book contains answers to these questions and and a whole lot more information. Uh, So many things that I say in the book refer back to my website and the lessons that I have on my website. uh, They're they're a pair. They're they're made to they're made to come together to complement one another. So, do you want to prove all things? My site is uh, written from a serious student's, student of the scripture standpoint, so to, so to speak. Uh, uh, it's not to entertain people. One of, the, one of the criticisms I get the most is, oh, well, your lessons are too long. Well, depends. Are you hungering and thirsting for righteousness? Do you really want to know the truth? Do you really realize that your your redemption is on the line? If you if you can't fulfill the purpose of your calling, if you can't be obedient and grow, uh, it's not to entertain people. I've I've been in many uh, assemblies or what at that time churches, and uh, I, I call them recreational Christianity. It's a social club. People attend because their friends do, and they have business contacts and so on. And so uh, they're not really serious students. They're not really people that are really understand that all that they know will help them to have a happier life, to help them have answers to apply it and how to live their life. So this is why, too, I also, uh, on my website, I have a lesson. It's entitled Replacement Theology. And let me define that for you. Replacement Theology, now, this is my definition because this is my study paper. And uh, I have about 25 replacement theologies on there. It's a work in progress. Replacement Theology is any doctrine or teaching that 
doesn't, that you can't find in Scripture, or that you can't find in Scripture and that you're not able to prove it by Scripture. And there's a lot of them. Like I said, I have about 25 of them. Let me give you an example. Uh, for example, the word church. What is the origin of the word church? Well, if you study it, find out that it's pagan. You can't find the word church in the Hebrew or the Greek. It's always congregation or assembly in the Greek. And it's ecclesia. It means the called out ones. So, do you realize that there are no denominations uh, in Scripture? The names that people put upon their group are names made up by man. Uh, how they want to identify their beliefs and their affiliations and so forth. But uh, those things are not written in the Scripture. The body of Messiah is not a church. It is not a 501 3 It is a spiritual body that is described in Ephesians 4, verses 4 through 6. And so sometimes people say, well, how many people in your congregation and this and that? My answer is always simple. I don't know, because uh, that what binds people together is their, their commonality or their unity of spiritual uh, beliefs and understanding. So it's the true believers are scattered all over the world. And here's the definition of the spiritual body of Messiah. It says one calling, one hope of our calling, one master, one belief, one immersion, one Elohim and father of all, who is above all and in you all, uh, the, 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 the true body of Messiah. Has, it has a unity of belief. That's how you identify them. And of course, there's a little bit more to that because, you see, this is all part of the conversion process. Coming to a point where people, as they study, as they grow, as they develop the fruit of the Spirit and the mind of Messiah, there's a purpose to all that. So uh, I'm going to read a little bit from Ephesians 4.13, and which is one of the main goals of unity. We all come to the unity of belief and the knowledge of the Son of Elohim to a perfect man, to the measure and the stature and the completeness of Messiah. So. Uh, that's one of the major goals as to why we were born and uh, how we, uh, what our walk is all about, so to speak. And there's a lot more to that story. And you can find that in John 17 if you if you uh, read the chapter. Yeshua's final words to his father, what his hope was, and it talks about being one with all of us and everybody having the same mind and the same character. These are the teachings you want to find out most about in on the website. And so very important that we that we study these things. Uh, now I would like to give you a synopsis of some of the lessons that are on the website. Again, I think a lot of the things that I have on the website are unique because you won't find a lot of these things in other, let's say, on other um, places on other people's websites. Uh, I try to have concentrated 
and followed really the theme of replacement theology. Because what is taught today uh, is not in Scripture, and it can't be proven by Scripture. When you read the Scripture, you have to understand that throughout Scripture, it talks about a false system of belief or worship, and it talks about a true system in belief and worship. And we have to realize that Satan is the God, small g in quotes, of this world. It says that in Second Corinthians 4. It says that he has falsified the word. And so a lot of my ministry has to do with, let's say, exposing false doctrines, exposing uh, false worship and, and way people, the way people, uh, let's say, worship him in vain. That's what Yeshua said. He said, it's possible to worship me in vain, he said. And you read those verses and you realize that, wait a minute, there's a true way and there's a false way. And Satan is in the middle of all false religion, all pagan doctrines. But you have to study the history of these things. As I told you earlier, where did the word church come from? Where where did uh, other things come from that most of mainstream religion today believes that are not really found or proven by Scripture? So let me just give you a few uh, examples here. Uh, of some of the lessons you'll find, and there's more. One is immersion according to Scripture. How does one really become converted? What is the process? And so there's that there's that study right there. Uh, and then, of course, uh, replacement theology, which exposes the false ways and explains to us what the true ways are. The resurrection series. How many resurrections are there? Do you know? Quite honestly, and let's say I don't want to say this in a vain way. I have studied and studied, and I have been a part of other fellowships, and I know what they teach, and I know what well I'll just call it mainstream Christianity teaches. So I want to know. I wanted to know and and keep studying to know. Let's say the the truth of things. So uh, what happens after you die? Does Satan have a plan for mankind? In my book, I lay it all out in a graphic form and explain to you that all the things that you see going on in this world, the false education, the craziness about people that don't know whether they're a boy or a girl, uh, transhumanism, drugs, pharmaceutical, all this, it's laid out in my book and it explains Let's say all, all the false parts of it. All right, and then I also have Yah's plan for mankind. Explain the meaning of all the set-apart days. You realize that every one of those days are a stepping stones to complete our redemption and end up as a spirit being in the family of, of Yah. Uh, the importance of his name. So many people don't know his name, and so I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with the book talking about Come Out of Her, My People by C.J. Foster. And then there's the two Babylons, and there's other books that talk about all the pagan origins of and, and the scriptures that apply to the fact that he wants his, his one and only true name 
spoken of, and, and when you start uh, falsifying that, or you start doing things that he has forbidden in Scripture. So, then I have sermons, I said earlier, that I, I have, uh, we've studied health and healing for, for many, many years. So how many kinds of healing are, are mentioned in Scripture? Do you know? Can you can you separate those and talk about why people aren't healed and that, that there's various types of healing and that uh, we have to apply those things in our life so that we don't defile our temple, so that he has mercy upon us, so that we can get in harmony with physical and spiritual laws? Uh, I have several sermons and study papers all about health and healing. Because health and healing is not just all of a sudden uh, you get sick and uh, so you what, you take an aspirin? Not really. I don't take aspirin. But what I'm saying is people, a lot of people want to simplify it. No, there's a very large part of it that is spiritual and physical. And I explain to people how to get in harmony with physical and spiritual laws. So, those of you who are seeking healing or want to help others with their health, I think there's a lot to be learned there. I've studied it now for, well, almost from the beginning, my 50 years in the way. And so, uh, I think it, you will find that very, very, very helpful. What about governance? Governance is, is a system of laws and principles. It's not just the Ten Commandments. It's, it has to do with so many other things that talking about, look what, what Yeshua said when the disciples came to us and they said, tell, tell us, how do we pray? What did he say? He said, my, your, your Father who is in heaven, uh, your will be done. Let it be done on earth as it is in heaven. So there is something about how they weigh the laws of the universe, uh, both physical and spiritual. They're to be applied on earth, and we're not to get involved in the world and the world system. Uh, again, the book Come Out of My People talks a lot about coming out of Babylon. Well, what is Babylon? Babylon is a false system of religion and government. We're facing that today. When we look at what's happening with this uh, one world order and the, the things they're trying to impose on people. Communism, socialism, all the isms, that's Satan's religion. That's Satan's government. We're not to be a part of that. It says to come out of her that we're not partakers of her place. So we have to separate ourselves. That's all about governance. In other words, we're not to be involved with this world systems and this world governments and the things that the world does. That's worldliness. Over and over and over again, it, uh, you see it everywhere. They try to get this, they try to get all these uh, crazy doctrines and teachings. Uh, that they're trying to shove down people's throats now. Things that seem crazy, and they are crazy. Things that are absolutely insane that defile, uh, yeah, that defile nature and that defile, uh, the laws of nature. So we have a situation where 
governance is very important. It teaches us how to apply Yah's laws and principles in our life. We're to walk as he walked. See, we're to follow him. He's our example. So what did he do? How did he conduct himself? We have to pay attention to these things. It's a way of life. And I, it's another lesson I have about the way. Called and chosen. Are you called? Have you chose to be called? Do you understand that he's not trying to save everybody in this world? Most people think that all you have to do is just believe. Well, there's a lot more to it than that. And I explain all that in great detail. I think my time is up. Thank you for listening. We'll continue these things. You may go on my site and make comments, questions, uh, suggestions. We're all open to that. So thank you very much for listening.